Why does Jason like these silly old movies, especially the animal attack ones? Well, I'll tell you, it's the fact they use real animals and they use real practical effects. I'm just not a CGI fan. You know, and I don't even mean I'm not a fan of sci-fi channel home computer CGI. Even big budget CGI fails to compare to a real animal. Look at, like, Crawl, the newest alligator attack movie, compared to, say, Alligator, which is a classic. Or look at any of these things with, with dogs, right? You know, you go back, whether it's Zoltan, Hound of Satan, or, or I'm sorry, Zoltan, Hound of Dracula, or even go back to Cujo. So, in fact, Cujo is a great example why using real animals is important because it helps you feel the story and get you into the story. Cujo isn't about a rabid dog. Cujo is about something insidious that gets in the family and tears the family apart. And it's not the dog. It's the infidelity of the wife. And you wouldn't feel that, you know, that oomph and see how that, that unfaithful wife destroyed the family if it wasn't for that real dog playing Cujo. What? Jason's letting his past marriages affect his thought process? Well, listen, I'll be honest with you. Whoops, a little bit of technical difficulty there. Sorry, we lost part of the podcast, but we'll just drive on. So, Alligator. Alligator is one of my favorite animal attack movies. Let me tell you why. It lives 50 feet beneath the streets. It's 36 feet long. It weighs over 2,000 pounds. So I have to make a confession. You know how I was talking about real animals? Well, alligator uses a mechanical alligator, not a real one. It's still better than the mechanical shark and jaws, and it's still much better than anything CGI. But where does this legend start? Where did the idea for this movie come from? Well, the idea for the movie came from the idea of cashing in on Jaws. But beyond that, the idea of a giant alligator in the sewers, you know, people bring, buying baby alligators on vacation in Florida, coming home, flushing them down the toilet. Where did that start? Well, I did a little research. In 1935, on February 10th, the New York Times ran a story that several boys in the Bronx had been shoveling snow off the sidewalk and dumb, dumping that snow down an open manhole. All of a sudden, a six-foot alligator appeared in the opening and tried to crawl out of the sewer. The quick-thinking boys fashioned a lasso, and they tied it up against a lamppost and beat it to death with their shovels. It saved New York, but the legend started there, I think. That's the oldest, like, official written account I can find of this. So I think that's where it started. 
But then 1980, boom, we get Alligator. This is a great movie. Um, highly recommended to go check this out. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it streaming. It's a fun movie. It's got a good cast. You'll recognize a lot of the actors in there. Um, you know, you've got a Robert Foster plays the lead detective. He, of course, he has a haunted past. You have the alligator in there. He's going around. He eating people. You have the the mayor hi- hire some other people to hunt the alligator down. Just some really fun stuff in this movie. Um, you know, it ends up attacking a some rich folks's party near the end of the movie and killing a bunch of rich people. So I'm sure some of you will enjoy that. It there's just a lot of neat stuff in here. It eats a kid, which you know, like I mentioned before, when a movie is willing to kill a kid, that's always appreciated. So it's pretty cool. Um, Alligator is definitely a genre classic. It it's well loved by a lot of people that like genre movies. And, you know, these are definitely ideas, like Grizzly, an idea you can take for your game, this giant creature, you know, prowling the sewers. Um, And, like, say, the idea of having different competing groups trying to hunt the creature down. Your your party could be run against these other groups that are trying to hunt the creature down, too, trying to get ahead of them. So that could create some tension, which is always fun. Or, you know, maybe they're supposed to try to capture it alive instead of kill it. And then you have, you know, maybe it's a... um, who knows what, whatever creature you want to pick from D&D or whatever world you're playing in, but trying to capture live would prove a lot more difficult. Maybe you get to start using some of those dual subduing rules in some of these games. So there's a lot you can do with it, but Alligator definitely is a movie I recommend you check out. Fun flick. If for some reason you don't have time to actually watch the full movie, which I don't really believe, but in case you just want to dedicate a couple minutes to see how fun Alligator is, I've included a clip of the attack I talked about. It's actually, he's attacking a a wedding party at the end of the movie. So I've included a clip of that. There's a link to it in the show notes. But what else can you do in the sewers? Well, think about it. You can do a lot of neat things with the sewers in your game. Think about all the video games you played that have sewer levels in them. And do better than that, right? But some neat things your players can find in the sewers. You could do up a random table. You know, pet collars, keys... Um, body parts, whatever, right? Things you'll find down the sewers. You know, one thing to remember about the sewers that's really important is when they get flushed out at midnight with toxic waste. Anybody remember what movie that's a callback to? Call in. Um, In addition to that, even if you don't want to do the toxic waste flush at midnight, I, I am interested to see if anybody remembers what movie that's from. But Regardless, you could have the levels, especially in, you know, depending where you're at and how the sewers operate, you know, maybe the levels rise and fall over time. So maybe the water level's rising due to rain or something, you know, the the amount of rainfall is going to affect the, the level of the sewers. So maybe they're starting to overflow when the characters have to go down there. So you have to deal with, you know, issues with the rising water in the sewers. You have to deal with issues like maybe their holes that, of course, you're walking knee-deep in water or waist-deep in water, and all of a sudden there's a hole there that you fall into. So there's a lot, a lot of neat things you can do with the sewers, not to mention all the creatures you can pull. And especially like first edition D&D has tons of aquatic creatures you can put in your sewers. And other games do too, I'm sure. So, yeah, I think sewers are a neat location. They can be a hideout for your villains. They can be a hideout for mindless creatures. But... 
you know, as a villain hideout, you know, where they go in the sewers and then, you know, you go through the sewers and then you have maybe your thieves den is down there or who knows what, you know, kind of villain hideouts in the sewers. There's a lot of neat things you can do in the sewers. And after tramping down in the sewers, guess what? Disease check. So you get to use those disease rules. Lots of fun stuff. So I highly recommend you incorporate sewers in your game. You know, use maps. You know, you can make sewer maps that kind of follow the street maps of the city, or maybe not. I don't know. There could be, you know, if you look at some cities like, what, Seattle and I think London, where you have, you know, they kind of built on top, built new cities on top of old cities that burned down. You could maybe have hidden city levels under there in the in the sewers. Um, all kinds of neat things you can do with sewer maps and hidden things in the sewers. Um, and don't forget... When you leave the sewer, people get to use those disease rolls. While you're down the sewer, don't forget your sneak attacks from your alligators and other creatures down there. And make sure you're out of the sewers by midnight. The other fun thing you can do in the sewer is, it doesn't just have to be the dwelling of ne'er-do-wells. You could also have street urchins living down there. You could have the disenfranchised of the city living in the sewers. So not every encounter in the sewers has to be a combat or has to be something negative. So maybe they find a you, you know group of people trying to live in the sewers because they're hunted down by the city for whatever reason, right? So don't forget to include things like that. It's not all bad down there, just 99% bad. What was that? Someone must be down here in the sewers with me. Yep, definitely time to leave. So sorry to cut this short, but I'm going to let you go. If you have any questions or comments or you want to name the movie I referenced, leave me a message on Anchor. I'll play it on the air and make you famous. I'll see you next time, and until then, keep your powder dry.